how do you turn that call center into a profit center? That's my goal as power selling pros. I want the CSRs to be a profit center. No longer do I want them just to be considered overhead or lost revenue or, you know, but selling additional services, um, uh, whatever you sell, IAQ products, duct cleaning, uh, a different affinities you do, plumbing, electrical. If you start to see that CSR as someone more than just answering the phone, but they are a profit center, you will invest into them. You'll invest time and money and you will get the results you're looking for. Welcome to another episode of Business Savvy, uh, our educational podcast for field service and home service business owners. I am your host, Nick Worker. Now, today on the podcast, we're going to be diving into the topic of customer service and more specifically, how to train your employees on engaging with prospective customers and answering all of our questions on this subject because we have so many. We'll be Stephen Dale, the head trainer at the company Power Selling Pros. Stephen has a bunch of helpful tips on how to make your employees better customer service representatives for your business. So I want to dive straight into this conversation. But first, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Nick. It is truly my pleasure. So I'm excited to be a part of this uh, podcast and uh, hope uh, those that are listening out there will not only get some great takeaways, but uh, share this podcast with their uh, coworkers and friends and uh, spread the word. So you're doing a great thing, Nick. Happy to be a part of it. I appreciate it. And, uh, and I need your help to do it because uh, I am not the expert myself. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience in working with home service companies? Absolutely. So uh, interesting. I was a uh, HVAC tech as well as a licensed plumber uh, for about 15 years prior to coming on with Power Selling Pros. And back in those days, I was running calls. Uh, and then I kind of worked my way up into as a general manager. And I used to train our technicians, those that are in the field all the time. And what's interesting is we had about nine uh, customer service reps and a few dispatchers. And I I was the guy that just said, hey, just answer the phone. How hard is that? Right? You're like, oh, what a jerk. I took a class with power selling pros. And what it did, it really opened my eyes to understand that, you know, the CSR is the voice of the company. So most organizations spend an enormous amount of money on advertising and marketing, all of that to get the phone to ring. And all of a sudden, that's your moment of truth. When the phone rings, it is game on. And really, that customer service rep has an opportunity to bring that customer into the family, into the fold, you know, build that service professional, that technician up, and not only, you know, book the call, but really create the experience the customer is looking to achieve. So what I discovered with Power Selling Pros is it's not enough to just go in and fix it anymore. There is something broken, but there's also an emotional need with that customer. So from a CSR perspective, if you can connect with that customer in a unique way and listen and understand and, and really be present and in the moment so that it becomes more of a connection than just a transaction, really that becomes a winning formula for success. So I took a class with Power Selling Pros and I really did. The paradigm shifted. And I realized that these people are the voice of the company. They are absolutely vital to your organization. And yet, Nick, I was one of those that was very guilty 
of just saying, just answer the phone. But when you start to understand that uh, the impact they have, I quickly, not only did I change um, my attitude towards them, but I actually changed their title. So no longer did I call them a customer service rep, but I gave them a new title called the director of first impressions. And, and really that's what it is. They're directing that customer because think of it, Nick. I mean, when a customer reaches out to you, uh, they're looking for help, right? It's like 911, help is on the way. And so many times when a call comes in, the first thing a customer will ask is, you know, how much, what does it cost? Can I get a ballpark? And we will dismiss them as a price shopper. And so quickly, I changed that mindset to understand every customer calling in is a solution shopper. So long story, I was uh, doing some coaching and training with power selling pros for our organization as a general manager. And it was really a, a culture shift, but it was, it was also an opportunity to connect more with the customers. So about a year later, I saw the owner of our company, Power Selling Pros. His name is Brigham. He lives in Utah, which is only appropriate. And uh, I was talking to him about how it really changed our whole demeanor and, and what we're focused on, which is serving customers. And he offered me a position. I said, let's do it, baby. And so I have been with Power Selling Pros now for the last seven years. I've been able to train large, small, medium companies all across the United States and Canada. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity to uh, hang out with you today, Nick. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that's a great story. And, uh, and the best stories are the truth, right? Um, Always. And... I want to talk about, because this is such an important thing that gets glossed over, is you spend, all, like you said, you spend all this time, energy, money, focus on generating business for your firm, firm or, or, or company. And, uh, and what ends up happening is people, I think that they get confused when that those efforts don't turn into paying customers and we dismiss them as price shoppers or we dismiss mm. them as just Oh, they're shopping around. They're looking for, um, you know, who's I have, you know, what I'm saying is we, we like to write people off because we don't want to internalize what might be wrong with our own businesses in, mm. in meeting that customer's needs. So from your perspective, what, what are some of the most important things for these directors of first impressions, right? A customer service <laughs> rep um, of a home service business to be trained on so that they can meet the needs of the caller and ultimately, you know, provide the service that they need and help the company make money? That's a great question. And, and it really starts with my mindset. And, and again, I said, I made a shift from seeing them, them as a price shopper to really shifting over to seeing them as a solution shopper. I mean, think of it like this, Nick. I mean, no one is calling a company for fun. Like everyone that reaches out to a company has a need, a pain point, a problem. Something is happening for them to take that initiative to reach out to you. So I always like to say, look, no one's sitting on the couch right now going, hey, what do you think it costs for a condenser fan motor? You know what? That's a great question. Let's start calling around. That doesn't happen. And at the same time, so we realize everyone that calls in for a purpose and think of it this way, price is probably the first question they only know to ask. Why? Because this isn't something they do every day, 
right? You know the price of gas in your area. Why? Because you see it all the time. You have to get it all the time and you complain, right? <laughs> Which means, guess what? Your customer will always complain about price as well. Why? Because doggone it, we live in America. We have first world problems and we love to complain. So I just take that off the table. But I, I, I start to understand everyone that reaches out to us, there is a reason why. And chances are the first question they have is how much? What's it cost? Can I get a ballpark price? What do you guys charge? And if I can understand that that's the only question they know to ask, then I can shift my mindset and I can say things like, absolutely, I can help you with that. My name is Steven. So talk to me. What's going on with your system? And now all of a sudden it becomes a conversation. It's not so much about the price. Yes, the price will always be part of the equation. But if the connection is there at the beginning, the value is there, then what you're really creating in today's world is certainty. So think of it this way. You know, we went through a two-year pandemic where there was a lot of uncertainty. Like, you know, do you wear a mask? Do you not? Do you get a shot? Do you not? I mean, there was a lot of fake news, good news. Who do you believe? So it was a lot of uncertainty. So you look at your client today and they are looking for certainty. I call the right company. They're going to send a professional out. They're going to fix it the right time, the first time. They're going to charge me a fair price. And if you can create that certainty, which is a connection, it won't matter so much about the price. It will simply matter that we can provide the solution. We are the right company and we're going to get you taken care of. So it's a mindset. That's how I start changing that uh, to understand every customer that reaches out to you is a solution shopper. I love that. I love when solutions are mindset based because mm -hmm. we think that we need, I don't know, a better salesperson. We need to fire our sales team. We need to <laughs> find the best uh, customer service reps when really the solution is ourselves, right? Like mm -hmm. if we could just change the way that we view the people calling us, uh, we can solve a lot more problems. And one of my favorite things to tell, I used to be in sales here mm -hmm. and, uh, and people would call in and they would, like you said, first thing they want to, they want to ask about is price because who knows how much it costs to hire an answering service for their business. Right. Nobody knows that. Um, I mean, I know that because I work here. That's the only reason. And I have that information. So you're right. The first thing that I would direct them to is, is saying, well, uh, you know, let's talk about your business and find out what your needs are so that I can give you an accurate quote. Right. Uh, I want to give you the most accurate estimate so that you have all the information you need to make a better decision. But uh, I can't just tell you what it costs to replace your condenser fan. I don't know what model it is. I don't know what size your house is. I don't, I don't know any of that information. So let's have a conversation here where we learn about each other and see what value I can provide you. Um, and, and you don't even know if it is the condenser fan motor, yeah. right? We don't even know that. So that's why, you know, uh, just going in blind and guessing, that's, that's, that's all it is, is guesswork. And, and so what I like what you said, Nick, which is if I, if I could discover what are your pain points, what are you looking to achieve, then I can understand that, right? It, it's uh, Stephen Covey used to say, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So my first job is to understand what's really going on in a connecting way. Because if the, if the first thing you give me up front, uh, Nick, is price, well, guess what? That's the only thing you competed on. And any value that you try to deliver after you present that price 
only feels like you're trying to justify it. So why not give them the infomercial, right? Sell the Snuggie. Talk about how awesome the Snuggie is. And then at the end go, oh, and for all of that, it's only. And I get it. That's kind of cheesy. But really, it's connect first. It won't matter so much about the price. So I love that thought that you've got there, Nick. I am a big Snuggie guy, though. So it's very <laughs> easy to sell me a Snuggie. Uh, <laughs> they, um, they, uh, they sold over a billion dollars worth. So uh, someone bought them. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so I, I want to know if, if, if most customers lead with price, right? So it feels like that might be the, the thing that they care about most. Um, but we've kind of discovered that that's not actually what they care about the most. So what does a person who's calling, you know, one of these companies, a plumber, HVAC, um, electrician, contractor, what, what, what are they, what do they generally care about the most and, and how can businesses, do better to meet their needs? So c customers want to be heard and, and understood. They are looking for a solution to their pain. Um, it, it, and so they're kind of kicking the tires. They come in a bit guarded. They're obviously stressed. They're frustrated because truly most homeowners never plan for their heating and air and plumbing something to break. Like no one is it even excited to have to make this call because it's rarely something planned. You know, you plan for a birthday party or you plan for a vacation, but no one wakes up going, man, today's a great day. I think I'll have my air conditioning fail. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, and by the way, Nick, I've got all this money set up aside, said no one ever. So uh, I think they come in really guarded because either they have a bad perception of what a contractor is, or maybe they've had a bad experience in the past. So one quick way to distinguish yourself other than any other contractor is simply on that connection. So when they call in, whatever they ask for, what do you guys charge? How much is this? Can you get out here? I simply come out strong and say, hey, I can absolutely help you with this. And then I, I go back to reintroducing myself, right? Because it's hard to connect with a sir or a ma'am. So I just say, hey, by the way, my name is Steven. I'm going to be taking care of you today. So talk to me. What's going on with X, whatever they call it, right? And then I'm going to ask some good questions. Um, not necessarily, well, I want to say leading questions, right? Leading the witness. Um, <laughs> but questions that to determine, you know, is it an emergency or is it just urgent? What's really going on? Because what I'm looking to is not only to achieve what they are seeking, but also I'm looking to see from a dispatch standpoint, who should I dispatch? When should I put it on the schedule? What's exactly going on? You know, it's the who, what, when, where, why. Those are some of the questions, you know, when did it start? Has it ever happened before? Um, you know, do you happen to know when this was installed? You know, when was the last time it was serviced? Uh, where is the location? Because if they just call in and say, well, I have a water leak and I say, oh my goodness, we got to get someone out there but I don't drill down of what exactly is going on. Mm -hmm. A water leak could be a drip under a faucet, or it could be a water heater flooding. Those are two different calls. So I'm, I'm asking questions not to diagnose, but I'm asking questions to really take that wall down. So they start to feel understood. And, and, and I really think Nick, it does go with the feeling. So one thing I will ask our customer service reps at the beginning of a training, I'll say, how do you want the customer to feel 
when they hang up the phone with you. So if you will begin with the end in mind, how do you want them to feel? You know, helpful. I was friendly. I was nice. Uh, I was knowledgeable. I was a solution provider. Uh, I, they felt I was taking care of them. If those are the feelings you want them to have, then I back it up and I say, great. How can we create that magic moment? And you see that with other organizations, whether it's a Starbucks or a Chick-fil-A or a Nordstrom's or a Disney, all of that is to create an intentional feeling. It's not just by, you know, um, it's not by default. It is by design. And so I really do start that with a lot of the leadership teams is let's become more intentional, doing things on purpose. So how do you want them to feel? What do you want the end result to be? Great. Now, what do we have to do on the front end and in the middle end to create that magic moment? And so by all means, you should definitely, you know, if you go to an Apple store, if, uh, if you go to a Starbucks, you're going to see things a little bit different from everybody else. Does that kind of make sense? It does. And I like the idea of being intentional. And so my follow-up question to that is when you're training reps, uh, does it make the most sense to use a script when they're speaking with new leads over the phone? Um, I mean, most answers in life are there is a happy medium, right? You want people right. to be able to uh, have the freedom to actually convey their own experiences. But do you follow a script? And if so, how much do you think should be scripted when it comes to speaking with potential new clients? So I always believe that there should be SOP, standard operating procedures, as far as from a process standpoint. Um, when it comes to scripts, I see scripts as roadmaps, which means a script, if you're just starting out, that's a really good roadmap, right? You know, uh, how do we drive from Los Angeles to Chicago? Okay, great. Here's the roadmap. Here's what we're going to take. Here's how we're going to get there. Here's where we'll stop for a hotel and eat. Once you've made that trip quite a few times, you don't really need navigation or a map or GPS anymore. Um, so I think scripts are good to start with, but if it sounds scripted, then it starts to become just a transaction. And so what we teach at Power Selling Pros is we teach eight common sense principles, right? You know, be positive, confident, listen, uh, care, uh, reassure the customer, ask for the sale, build the value, be grateful. Really common sense principles that ultimately you're going to use your words. We're going to get to the same destination. You may get there a little bit different than I do, but our goal is the same. So I would say scripts are good. It's a great way to start. As you get comfortable, then you should start looking at principles or bullet points. Um, and one way to do that is, you know, you think about value creates commitment. You know, what are some value points, whether it's the value about your company, value about your technicians, uh, value about your uh, process, what can they expect? Maybe it's value on the reviews you have or awards you've won or community service. Value is one of those things that, I equate as a feeling. So what may be valuable to you, Nick, may be different than me. So I have to really listen to determine what's valuable. 
Maybe it's the fact that we answer our calls 24-7. Maybe it's we've been in business, you know, since 1975. Um, maybe it's we're a member of the BBB, which are millennials like, what the heck is the BBB? So at that point, maybe it's our reviews online. So you have to listen to know your audience, what's important to them. That's where I talk about the value of why they should do business with us. So the answer, that was a long answer. Um, scripts are good to start. I think eventually it be, needs to become your own words with bullet points or principles of what you hope to achieve by all means. So I got my first, my first job was not a paying job. It was an internship. I was in high school and I worked on a political campaign um, because uh, I wanted to go to school for political science and become some sort of I don't know, politician. And then uh, I realized that that was a terrible idea later in life. But um, one of the first skills that I learned was like cold calling, right? I would call up this giant list of people I had never spoken to before and uh, I would tell them a little bit about the candidate and ask, can I count on your vote? Hmm. And uh, so I learned how to like ask people for the sale. And then I would go door to door, right? And just talk to people, um, hand out flyers all of these sort of things. And uh, what I learned was, is that it was a lot easier for me to mirror that person's behavior than it was for me to try and push this like one, fit, one size fits all approach at mm. this person. And uh, because at the, at the end of the day, it didn't matter how I was feeling. It, it, it mattered how that person was feeling, right? So if I could- Oh, them, yes if I could give them a positive yes. experience with me, then I could sort of get to that result where we could get, we could find common ground. Um, and I was like 15 years old bothering these people. Um, so they thought that I was like selling candy for my boy scout <laughs> troop or, or, or something like that. Um, I wasn't a boy scout, but <laughs> I think what I want to ask you is what are some of the most what are some of the most important traits that you look for um, that you can sort of cultivate in employees? Like, how do you identify these people who um, can be really good representatives of businesses? And how do you, how do you cultivate that message to them? And, and, and sort of like, like, I think one of the things that really helped me was role-playing, right? So before I would get on a cold call, I would get trained and we would have conversations and, uh, and the more experienced people who had heard all these rebuttals before would, you know, hit me with this strange thing. And I had to think on my feet or, uh, you know, we would practice like knocking on a door and trying to be a little bit goofy to be uh, more, uh, mm -hmm. not uh, the opposite of off-putting. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like more, uh, I don't know, charming. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to know what, what are some of the exercises and what are some of the, the traits that you can kind of cultivate? in order to get people to be the best versions of themselves as it pertains to helping your customers? So great question. And uh, man, there was some deep stuff that you were saying, talking about going door to door. I'm going to address that really quick, which is, I do believe it is about them. It is not about you. And so you, if you can learn the skill of your tone and really mirroring what's going on, uh, Chris Voss has a great book, Never Split the Difference. Um, 
there's a few other, uh, you could, if you don't want to read the book, there's some great uh, YouTube videos with Chris Voss talking about that skill, um, which is absolutely amazing in sales. But what I would say is, uh, and you mentioned this with role playing, which means you should be recording your phone calls. You should be listening to those calls, right? And so when I'm listening to phone calls that are recorded, um, you know, I, I'm I'm not so concerned about I don't like my voice, right? We that I hear that all the time. What I'm doing is what did I do well and what could I have done differently? And then I go back to that, what you call role play, I call practicing. That is the only way to get better. Listen to your calls. What could you do better? What did you do well? And what am I going to do next on the next call? And then I simply role play and practice that out with a coworker, a peer. And so truly, that's I, I, if I'm looking for team members, that I'm looking for people that are willing to take ownership. I'm looking for them that have similar um, beliefs and my core values or my purpose. At that point, my next, my next interview with that person is to practice. I'm going to say, okay, great. I'm a customer. You're a CSR. Ring, ring. <laughs> Game on, right? Practice. Show me what you could do right there in the interview. And you doesn't have to be perfect, but if I can see some little magic nuggets, then that's where I say, okay, great. And I let them know up front, we are a culture that practices. The CSR practices all the time, how to take a call, a technician practices when, you know, in the field, how do you, you know, uh, address a customer? How do you, you know, uh, clarify expectations? You know, how do you go over your options? How do you present a price? So every person in the company has to practice. That is the only way you create consistency and get better. Um, you know, if you look at any great sports team, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, Stefan Curry, you know, a great three-pointer basketball guy, uh, Michael Jordan, who, whoever is your favorite, right? Tom Brady, whatever the case is. But Stefan Curry, he sits and he practices all the time. He's obsessed with it. So when it comes game time and the pressure's on and someone's right in his face and he can smell the sweat, <laughs> it's game on. He's been practicing. So when you get that crazy customer, you, you don't get all flustered. I mean, you're calm, you're collective, you're very confident because you know you can take care of them. So my big thing really is we listen to our calls and we practice them on a regular basis. It's not, hey, if we have time, we'll do this. It goes on a calendar. We train on this and we are a company that just practices all the time. Uh, it has to be. It has to be. We will be right back after this short ad. My name is Joe Fish. I'm the owner of Victorian Fence, located in Long Island, New York. I've been a ring-savvy customer for five years. They're very professional. They know exactly what to say. And when customers call, they have no idea that it's a separate answering service. With a product like Fence, if they don't get a live person, they're just going to call the next Fence company. With Ring Savvy, I never miss a potential new customer. Ring Savvy is an extension of our business. I like to answer my phone, but during those real busy times of year, I can let it ring on my cell phone one time. And if I'm not able to get it, it will be forwarded to Ring Savvy or a professional sounding person will answer and take my phone call. Ring Savvy really helped me to be present whether I'm at work or at home. My kids are young, so when I'm home, I don't want to be on the telephone and trying to resolve issues. Ring Savvy's definitely given me a better quality of life. 
I love that you brought up uh, Steph Curry and like Michael Jordan because one of my favorite uh, things that has happened, it's it's like a culture shift, right? And it, it was especially after he passed away, but Kobe Bryant's mm. Mamba mentality that mm. he was going to outwork you and outstudy you. And yeah, uh, I like the, there's a story about him that he steals from everybody, right? He would see what this person does really well and say, I'm going to take that. And he, he would make it better and he would make it his own. Um, so the stuff that you're talking about is like practicing, listening to recorded calls. Um, maybe you hear, right, because you're managing your company and you're involved in your processes that uh, one of your reps had this amazing call with somebody who was really, really difficult and you liked the way that they handled it. Well, okay, you have that recording. You can play that for the rest of your team. Um, and that's sort of the process that we have here, right? Is, is somebody uh, might be difficult. We, t- we, we show it to the rest of the sales team. We have a call center with 300 agents. Um, so mm. when we're training them, right, because I answer, I don't know, something to the tune of tens of thousands of phone calls a day, I have plenty of examples to train my team with about handling a phone call really well, about handling a phone call maybe not so well. Um, it happens. We're all human. Um, and and things things happen, right? Like everybody makes mistakes and everybody's new and has experiences. So I want to talk to you specifically about the things that your company helps address um, as it pertains to the biggest problems that you see home service companies face? Mm. Um, yes, again, a great question, Nick. Uh, let me go back to what you said about finding a really good call. I love that idea. Don't just take the bad ones and focus on the negative. I love the fact that you're like, wait, if this is a win, let's look at what they did. Let's, let's mirror that. Um, so, so that is a huge win. Um, don't just take the bad calls. When you hear a great one, man, let's celebrate. That is an awesome idea. So our company, Power Selling Pros, we are a coaching organization. So yes, we do training, but the, the unique thing that we offer is we do coaching. So we actually are logging into your CRMs, uh, Service Titan, Field Edge, uh, House Call Pro, whatever. And we're pulling those calls. We're monitoring those calls. So we're kind of taking a snippet of the calls that you're taking. We coach every two weeks over the phone, one-on-one coaching. We listen to those calls. We talk about what we heard. What could we have done differently? Uh, we come up with a new game plan. We practice those calls together. And then we set a goal to really work on and push for the next two weeks, including a little bit of homework, you know, watch this video, read this book, you know, check this out. Tell me what you thought to help give them some guidance. The unique thing is so many companies internally maybe don't have the time to do it or they have good intentions, but they're like, man, I just don't have time to listen to calls and it's too much. It's frustrating. I don't have the right tools to help coach them along So it helps to hire a third-party coach, someone that's on the outside, because what I found is, you know, you as the owner, you're probably come across as the dad. We come across as the cool uncle, which means when we have conversations, you're much more open to say, awesome, let's do it, right? So we create that connection and we see the change take place over a period of time. And so we're measuring KPIs. We're looking at what are your booking rates? So we get that baseline where you're at right now. Where do you want to be? You know, is it offering additional services over the phone? Is it selling service agreements? You know, how do you turn that call center into a profit center? That's my goal as power selling pros. 
I want the CSRs to be a profit center. No longer do I want them just to be considered overhead or lost revenue or, you know, but selling additional services, um, uh, whatever you sell, IAQ products, duct cleaning, uh, a different affinities you do, plumbing, electrical service agreements, uh, rehashes, making phone calls back when, when repairs weren't sold or replacements weren't sold. So if you start to see that CSR as someone more than just answering the phone, but they are a profit center, you will invest into them. You'll invest time and money and you will get the results you're looking for. So that's my favorite thing about power selling pros is we come in um, and we they basically take this off of your plate, right? We do the hard work. Let us, let us just make your job a little bit easier. We'll do the hard work. You'll get the results because really that's some low hanging fruit. I mean, if you could book more calls, what does that do to the bottom line? Does that get technicians more opportunities, comfort advisors? A hundred percent. So for a small amount of investment, the ROI is like a thousand fold, right? It's, it's absolutely amazing. If they could book more, you know, just one more call per day, what does that look like? Um, it, it's huge. It's money. So yeah, that's what Power Selling Pros does. You can um, always go to our website, powersellingpros.com. Um, we have lots of videos. We have lots of scripts. We have, I, matter of fact, Nick, we will give you everything you need to, to train your CSRs. <laughs> um, it's just, we find that most of us are so busy that we don't think about it or we don't have time. That's where you can have a consultation with us We'll drill down, figure out what you need, put a plan together, and we'll take it off your plate. I love the idea that uh, we train the CSRs to like upsell our services um, mm -hmm. because it's very easy to just adopt this mindset where we only do what we're told and the customer <laughs> knows what's, but really, how would the customer know that we can provide additional value if we don't tell them that we, I, I can't tell you. Uh, the amount of money that's out there that I see for, I think you mentioned this, right? Cleaning uh, dryer vents. Yeah. It's extremely dangerous. And you should have your dryer vents cleaned like once a year. I'm pretty sure the number is. Yep. And if you're going to go there anyway, and you have all of the necessary know-how and skill and, and equipment to clean a dryer vent, how much extra money could you make? Or, or, how much value could you provide by every time you go to somebody's house, just say, hey, I'm going to throw in a dryer vent cleaning for you. It makes your house like so much safer, prevents fires. You should be doing this every 12 months anyway. And, uh, and it's just something that we do because we care about our customers. And, and oh, my God, how great does that sound, right? And, Dude, that's a mic drop. <laughs> and, and you know what? Nobody thinks about that because they're too busy worrying about their bottom line, taking care of their customers, meeting the payroll, keeping the, the trucks on the road. Um, I don't know, hiring new employees. There's a lot to do when you're running a business. So when you get somebody whose sole job it is to be really good at taking care of your customers, let them do mm. it, right? Mm. Um, so I wanna, I wanna talk about this because I'm a very anecdotal learner. I like to hear stories um, and it makes things more interesting. It makes it more fun for me. So. Can you tell us um, either one or multiple, because I'm sure you have a lot of your favorite success stories that you can share with our audience about um, maybe some, some different kinds of home service businesses that were able to 
really capitalize on the things that we're talking about as a result of working with with you and your company and 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 getting to this providing customer value yeah i and i do have a lot of stories where i've seen the booking rate go up uh the connection and we 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 get these emails all the time where customers say, oh my goodness, we did what you said to do. And we just sold this huge job, huge job. This one job literally paid for a whole year worth of coaching, you know? And, and so we get these wins all the time, which are really fun. Um, but I, you know, I travel quite a bit. And so uh, I'm always staying in different hotels, but I'm really loyal to, a, you know, one chain in particular. And, you know, I look at it from two different sides. You know, one time I went into a hotel, I was there for a couple of days doing a training. You know, they're giving me water every day when I check in, when I leave, when I check, you know, I'm always getting water. I love water. Um, when I go to check out, um, I say, hey, can I get a bottle of water? I'm heading to the airport. And the person behind the desk who had been with me for the last two days said, yeah, um, that would be three dollars and thirty five cents. I said, wait a minute, you've been giving me water for the last two days. And she said, yeah, you're no longer a guest here. Fair enough. I uh, will no longer ever be a guest at this hotel chain. And I've never stayed at that hotel chain again um, because it was a principle. So I go to this other hotel um, and I'm in Detroit. And this guy wanted to create a different experience. And, and so it happened to be around Easter time and he had some Easter eggs. And so I rolled my bag up. I do my check-in just like I normally do. And all of a sudden he goes, Hey, by the way, I hit an Easter egg in your room. It has a great surprise in it. Check it out. <laughs> right. And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. Um, but what do you think I did? The first thing I did when I got into my room, I'm looking for the Easter egg. Right. And I'm looking everywhere. I finally find the egg and I called down to the front desk and I said, Hey, I found the Easter egg. And he goes, what did you win? I said, I said, I got 10% off of today's stay. He's like, Oh, that's awesome. I said, no, 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 no. I don't want the 10%. I just got to tell you, man, I'm a business traveler. And for the first time in a very long time, you made my business travel fun. And I just want to say, thank you. Okay. So the interesting thing about that later that night, I, I had a bottle of water and, and this guy had taken construction paper, cut it out with scissors and with a Sharpie wrote on there, you are awesome and taped it to my water. I'm thinking, who is this guy? Right? So the funny thing about that story is, you know, if you've ever been in a hotel room, you know, some places are a little bit dirty and nasty. If they're going to hide an Easter egg, you better believe that hotel room had to be spick and span. So the housekeeping had to make sure it was amazing. The way he set it up had to be absolutely amazing. The truth of the matter is that was like five years ago. That is the only hotel chain I choose to stay in because of that one experience. So my point is, you know, your voice, you have an opportunity to miss a moment. It, and customers will never come back. And at the same time, you have an opportunity to win a moment and a customer will become a lifetime customer. So never discount what that customer is reaching out to you for. Understand every call is truly an opportunity. You don't know exactly what it is, right? But my job is to bring them in. So just understand uh, you're not just booking calls, but you really are connecting with people. You, you're, you're 
you're being that solution provider. So I, I get it, Nick, those weren't really in industry related, but I still remember those because they're, they're two different poles of the spectrum. One, I will never stay at one. I absolutely love, and I'm very loyal to. And, and even if I don't have a great experience, it's okay because I remember the guy hiding the Easter egg. So I, because we're all going to make mistakes. So yeah, when I look back at companies we've been doing coaching and training with, um, they start to realize that it, it's just the simple things as opposed to when the customer says, how much is this? I give a price. So I switch it over and say, absolutely. I can help you with that. My name is Steven. You know, who do, who do, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with or talk to me? What's going on? And if I can switch from a transaction to a connection, just that alone will, will, will create that experience that the customer's uh, seeking to achieve. I love that story. Um, where was the Easter egg? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Great question. It was behind the TV, which if you know in a hotel, I'm telling you behind a TV is usually dusty. But the first thing I did when I got in that hotel room, I didn't even unpack, which is what I normally do. I was looking everywhere. I was turning sheets around, moving. And then I saw this little pink egg behind the TV and I was like, yes, right? <laughs> I was so excited. So when I called, to let him know I found it. His enthusiasm was like, oh my goodness, what did you win? And I'm like, dude, I just got to say, man, business travel is not as fun as everyone thinks it is. <laughs> you simply made my experience fun. Um, and, and so again, it wasn't just one person, but it was the whole team getting behind this. And it was a 10 cent plastic egg, you know, didn't cost much. I still get jealous that uh, I'm a little too old now to participate in the Easter egg hunt. Uh, my family's Easter parties. So uh, I'm a bit <laughs> jealous when you tell me that story. Um, but I know we, I know we sort of covered this, but I want to, I want to talk about this because I think it's extremely important because I think people should get in touch with you. Um, if our listeners want to get in touch with, with you and the power selling pros team, uh, what's the best way uh, that they can go about doing so? You know, uh, the easiest way is simply log on to your favorite search engine. Um, Google and go to powersellingpros.com. Uh, and it's just the way it's spelled power, P O W E R, selling S E L L I N G, pros, P R O S.com. Um, and, and there's a lot of resources there. Again, like I said, if you need scripting, if you need uh, some help, but there's also an opportunity to connect with one of our business developers. Um, and you can get on our Calendly, set up a schedule. Uh, whatever is convenient for you. And, and all they're going to do is they're not trying to sell you anything. They're just going to ask you some really great uh, high level questions to make sure that we are a great fit. Uh, we don't coach with everyone. We don't train everyone. Um, most of it is because our purpose is to serve the service minded. So not everybody is in the service minded business. Some people are just, you know, we're heating and air plumbing. We're here to you know, make money. Well, yeah, you're a profit company. That's the byproduct. You got to do that. But if you're truly in the business of serving customers, then we will be a very good connection for you. Um, the great thing is for any reason you choose not to move forward with us, we'll give you everything you need to create the training that you need and coaching on your own part as well. Um, again, it goes back to our purpose. My job is simply to serve you, to help you in any way possible. Uh, if we can do it for you, 
you know, it's a, it's a really small price point uh, uh, to come in, but that, that'd be your best bet. Powersellingpros.com. Um, we've got uh, amazing business developers. We've got some amazing trainers uh, similar to what I do, whether it's webinars or in-person training. We've got over 40 coaches that work for us, wow. and this is all they do. They've sat in your seat. They know what it's like. Um, they're absolutely amazing. So uh, again, we work with literally thousands of CSRs across the United States and Canada. We've been doing this for 13 years. Uh, we're very passionate about it. So by all means, uh, and again, my name is Stephen. If you want to send me an email, you could do that, which is Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N at powersellingpros.com. And I will help you in any way possible, Nick any of your listeners. Steven, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Um, want to give a thank you to all of our listeners as well. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. We will be back with another episode of Business Savvy soon, but links for everything that we discussed in our conversation today can be found in the description of this episode. Uh, that means it's in the description of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, the Ring Savvy YouTube channel. Um, so be sure to check out previous episodes of the show as well. We hope to see you next time, everyone.